0: Take your Bibles to Matthew chapter thirteen. Matthew chapter thirteen, if you would. Whoever puts this water up here is a blessing. Amen. Boy don't Donna do a good job on the piano. It just it's a blessing. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 36. Would you uh, uh, stand with me? We'll read responsibly as we did this morning as I enjoyed that. And we'll read down to verse 44. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and the disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. Said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that are offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire that shall be a wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of their father, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now our text verse for this evening is verse 44. Again the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field, though which when a man hath found he hideth, and for joy therefore goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth, that field, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful music, just great, and we just what a blessing it is. And as it prepares for the message, and these young people, they're just so uh, they're just so wonderful to be around. And Lord, I pray you, we thank you for the people that were saved this morning. That was a blessing, and we just thank you for that. That could only be of you, and uh, we appreciate that. And we just pray that you'll send us more fruit in this church, and I pray you be with us tonight as we bring the message, open our hearts, and help me to say what you have uh, uh, appointed me to say, and be with us now, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Treasure in the field. So this man finds treasure in this field. I don't know if he was a treasure hunter or by accident. And uh, he so he goes out and sells all that he has, and uh, and to buy the field because the treasure is in the field. And then once he buys the field, he reburies the treasure in that field. Now the treasure is his, but we know he also gets the field. So the the field is his to take care of. And the treasure's in the field, but he gets the field with the treasure. And let's say that the field is all grown over. And uh, briars. You ever, you ever pick blackberries? Anybody here pick blackberries? Yeah? There's one back there. That's a chigger back there. You ever have get chiggers? We we love it when city folk come around. We tell them different things to put on chiggers, like uh, lipstick and all that. And that's what you got to use. You got to use lipstick. <laughs> and uh, we get chiggers picking uh, blackberries. So this field was all grown up with uh, briars, or could have been, or uh, old trees, or brush, or undergrowth, boulders, and maybe there's an old building on it.
1: So he had, a, he had this
0: treasure in this property, but yet he, had to, he got the field with it, and so he's got to take care of the field. So the field becomes a problem. And the truth, there's a great truth here that, uh, that I think would be help to us all. It is something that we should all know and practice in our lives. I think it would be help in all of our relationships. And, could really, and uh, so the treasure is in the field, and so he wants to build, say like he wants to build a home or plant crops on this, so he has a lot of work to do to clear the field, but the treasure's in the field. You're going to hear me say that a lot tonight. Say like you meet a new friend, you meet a, and boy, they, they seem awful interesting to you you meet them someplace or you talk to them at church or at work or meet them at McDonald's or whatever. And man, they seem like they're a great guy or a great lady and you begin to talk to them and then maybe invite them to church and then you you develop a relationship and they become a friend of yours. And you work on that friendship and then you become quite close. And you share each other's lives and you... You know, you talk to each other, and you become involved with each other. But then all of a sudden, after a period of time, the, this guy or girl, uh, you find out that they uh, talk, try to over-talk you. You ever have friends like that? You try to say something, and they over-talk you? I'm a bad habit. I'm one of them guys that was hurry up for you to hurry up and shut up so I can talk. That's a bad habit. That's a terrible habit. <laughs> oh, and, then they, and then they find out that they chew gum with their mouth open. Now my wife gets on me. man, you can't chew gum before you go to church because you always chew it your mouth open. So you had to put up with my bad breath instead. <laughs> or you find out that they uh, didn't invite you to a certain gathering. We could go on and on and on. Little things that happened. But a friend is a treasure, isn't it? The Bible says a friend, a true friend, is a great treasure. But the treasure is in the field. And a lot of times to get to the treasure, you have to see like you have that treasure and then there's a skunk in the field. You ever been sprayed by a skunk? Man, that thing stinks. Or maybe there's a wasp nest. We had a guy at work this week. He got stung by a wasp. He cried like a baby. Big six foot three guy. And got a wasp. And, you know. What I'm, the lesson here is. A friendship. with Having a true friend. Is more important. Than the trouble. That they give you sometimes. Isn't that right? You have a friend. But you find out they're not perfect. You find out they, uh, uh, you know, they do things that kind of grosses you out, or do things that you think that's not really the right thing to do, and you begin to think. But listen, the treasure is in the field, and sometimes you just got to take away the bad, because the friendship is more important than the rocks or the skunk in the field. You see what I'm saying? So so many times we throw away friendships over silly little things. But see, the treasure is not in the little things. The treasure is in the friendship. Amen? Say what? Some of the young, young man, he thinks he's found the perfect wife. Man, she is a looker. Man, she is... Pretty. Kind of like mine back there. She's beautiful, charming, interesting, dresses real nice, and, and uh, smells real good. Man, you and her just kick it off, and man, you do places, you go out to eat, and you have fun, and you know all these things you do, if you guys can remember back to those days. And then finally, you say, well, let's get married. And so you get married to this beautiful, charming, interesting young lady. After a period of time, you find out she snores. (laughs) She snores. And you have to sleep in the other bedroom because uh, you can't sleep. Then maybe uh, she's... uh, she has this thing that she says, "Well, that's not the way my daddy did it." Or you learn she can't cook." And you begin to think, "What have I done? What have I got myself into here?" And you find out there's a list of other things. And you say, "And this beautiful woman I mean, charming and, and uh, beautiful, all of a sudden... She kind of melts in front of you and thinks, I don't know about this. And it's the same principle here. The treasure's in the field, right? And maybe the field has some old stumps in it. Maybe it's got an old building in it you've got to tear down. Or maybe there's trouble in that field you've got to take care of. But the treasure is worth the work. You see what I'm saying? The treasure's in the field. And if so many times people get married and they find out that that person isn't quite what Hollywood says a wife should be, well, I'm going to get rid of you and find me another one. A few years later, you find out you have the same problem. It's better, it's better to fight through the problems, put the sweat and work into it, and Develop the treasure. Amen? And so this young lady, she sees this handsome man. A perfect man. Like me. No, I'm kidding. I'm far from perfect. People says, How you doing? Jerry, you look kinda of young. And I said, I'm alright for bald, can't see, can't hear, fat. So you find a perfect man. Oh he makes you swoon. He is so strong, strong man. He plays basketball and put that ball in the hoop. Boy, I mean he's really something very popular. And so and he is so handsome. Oh he is so easy to look at. And so you decide to get married. Right? You say you're going to get hitched. And for a while, everything goes great. And then he forgets your anniversary. How could he forget that? Any of you men ever forget your anniversary? Or you remember that your anniversary morning? And you had to hurry up and do all that. And you forgot her birthday? He doesn't put his clothes in his hamper. Does anybody know anybody that does that? I mean, I always do that. You know, that's why God made a four poster bed. <laughs> that is a, that is from God Himself. And he and so he and he always says, Well, Mama makes chicken better than that. And he brings his friends over without telling you, and to play video games and ask you to cook something for them to eat. Anybody ever heard do that? Now, the hus- a good husband, a good man, is a treasure, is he not? A good man is a treasure. Now, the treasure's in the field, though. And in that field, it's full of... Uh, uh, Snakes and uh, rattlesnakes and ticks. And what do you get when you hunt blackberries? What did I say a while ago? Huh? Chiggers, -chiggers, yeah. Man, that thing drive you nuts. I remember those days. And chick, listen, even though, listen, even though your man isn't. Perfect. he's still worth the work to clear the field isn't that right? I'm not perfect I would not be here today if it had my, been for my wife breaking me <laughs> I mean because I was a wild mustang my wife broke me I, I would probably be in prison or something I don't know where I'd be but my wife willing to work in the field because the treasure was in the field it took a long time but I'm I trying to be a better husband every day I try to provide for her and I try to do the things that she wants me to do not all the time you know uh, one of my favorite words is later honey and uh It's worth the work, is it not? It's worth the work to clear the field so you can cherish the treasure. Isn't that good? Now, but the treasure is in the field. It takes work. You ever clear any land? You ever go out and clear land? And that's hard work. Very hard work. You find a church. You say, man, I'm looking for a church. And you go to that church, and boy, the people are so friendly. And they are, I mean, you come in the door, and there is uh, uh, Jimmy, what's his last name? Jimmy Horton, yeah, Jimmy Horton. Man, he is so nice and friendly and professional and uh, all those things. And you come to the auditorium, and everybody's so nice and friendly, and they, you are. I mean, this one reason that me and Debbie uh, stayed with the church is because of you people, because you're so friendly and accepted us. And Now, you probably say, Well, I wish we weren't so friendly now, but. And so you come to a church and everybody's so friendly and they write you cards when you're sick, make you food when you're sick, and call you and ask you how you're doing, take you places. And man, the preaching is so good and all that. And boy, the singing is just great. And it is. Boy, Miss Donna, I'm to get her head all big tonight. Man, she, she, she is such a blessing. I mean, you are We are so lucky. But then, the pastor forgot to write you a card about death in your family. Uh, somebody in the church didn't say hi fast enough and you begin, your mind begins to work. Uh, you were sick and nobody called. Or uh, somebody said something to one of your children or something like that. Or Brother Market. Uh, made fun of somebody in church and said they were a bank robber, <laughs> <laughs> or the pastor talks, uh, talks about money too much, or you have to be here more Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, or tithing. You got, oh he talks about money all the time. You know what? You have a good church. A church is a treasure. A good church is a treasure. I love this church. I mean, I like it. I, I enjoy coming. Amen. Amen. I, I come because I feel a part. And I want to be here to feel my part. Now, sometimes I stay home, watch it on TV. And I don't feel good or haven't been sleeping well. I'll stay home and... You know, or Debbie's beat me and I don't want you to see the black marks. <laughs> but a church is a treasure. But the treasure is buried in the field, right? And that field has to be cleared out. And you gotta dig up the stumps. And you gotta burn everything off. And there you gotta dig up the rocks, and there's big boulders in there, and you gotta roll them off, and it's heavy, hard. Sweaty work, but the treasures in the field and the treasure is worth the field. See what I'm saying? I mean, the church is great. I mean, our church had several people saved this morning. Isn't that a ble- no? I prayed this week. I knew I was going to invite some guys from, uh, that work with me. And I prayed, Lord, I don't want to embarrass you, and I don't want to embarrass them. I prayed all week. I tell you, I got up early this morning praying because, I I, I don't know, I was just so anxious because I wanted to do right. I said, Lord, I don't want me to, uh, I want you to be the front. I want you to get the glory for whatever you do today. And wasn't it blessing what God did? And that's, that's all of us. A church is a treasure, and it's worth doing the work to clear it and work out the problems and put up with the problems. Amen? If you find a a church calls a pastor, a pastor is a treasure. And he's, uh, and you say, "Oh, he is so spiritual." And the, our pastor says everything is spiritual, and some things I've done, I don't think it was spiritual. I don't. <laughs> he, and he seems so spiritual in tone with God. He his uh, his uh, his preaching hits the mark every time, and he is so organized and thoughtful. And uh, he seemed to keep all the balls in the air. And uh, and it's no problem. Then, then 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 he preaches a sermon that said, What well, what is he preaching to me for? Or uh, why is he so tired? Why why does he get to take time off and I don't? He doesn't uh, he doesn't visit you one time in a hospital. Why does he need a break? You know what? You find out that he's human. Right. Just like you. And he's put in an impossible situation that is hard for a man to under anybody to understand. The pressure is Unbelievable! I was a pastor for 30 years. It's the pressure is unbelievable which you have to go through. I didn't handle it very well. I think our pastor does handle it pretty well. And so, but the pastor is a treasure. And the treasure is in the field. And the field has, uh, Spiders in it, or uh, raccoons, or a panther, a bobcat. You ever seen a bobcat? Or, uh, you know, any old thing. And it's scary, but you have to clear all that out, don't you? You know, it amazes me. I've been to several churches, just one not too long ago before I came here. They call a new pastor of the church, and they say, oh, this is God's will. This is God's will. We know that we got God's man. This is God's man. We prayed about it, and he's the right one. Six months later, they say, no, he's wrong. He's not yet. And they fire him. Was it God's will in the first place, or was it God's will in the second place? Somebody's lying, right? It can't have it both ways. And the thing is, the treasure's in the field, and they did not see that that you have to work and make your pastor better and clear the field. Amen? Amen? So the, the treasure is in the field. Now, salvation, being saved, is a great treasure, isn't it? I've been thinking lately how God has been so patient with me and, uh, and good to me. I don't deserve anything. I had to get away from ministry as, and I, what pastors doing. I had to do the same thing. I mean, I had to get away because I, I'm a, I, I was so anxious. I was terribly anxious. And then the pressure just, I couldn't take it because of the way I'm made. I I just couldn't do it. And I was making mistakes and stuff because of the pressure and my anxiety and all those things. Amen. Been great if I had a church that understood and helped me clear the land, clear the field. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Salvation. Salvation, when you get saved. Man's exciting thing. The burden is lifted. And you feel like all the guilt and the past is gone. And it's glorious, and you're saved, and everybody's everybody's a Christian and you're all perfect. I mean, and the music and then the Bible is open, and the Holy Spirit is inside of you, and you and you you're so excited when you first get saved. But after a couple years or several years, you begin to get discouraged because you find out that there's responsibility, right? You've got to change. Your friends that you uh, cherished all your life don't see the same way you do it. You have to make a choice. Or the, the life, I mean, your family don't understand the decisions that you're making. And that and then, you, and you you come to the place where Christianity isn't such a joy anymore. But see, salvation is a treasure, but the treasure's in a field, and you have to work through the field to develop the treasure. Isn't that? Am I correct? You know what? If we would learn this principle and this truth in our lives, it would save us a lot of heartache. Amen? I mean, if, like when I was so worried this week that uh, Glenn was preaching on Wednesday night and he did a good job. And, uh, and I was sitting back here and uh, he prayed the first time. You know, I thought he was done. And so I started talking. Oh, Henry was bugging me all night. No, I turned around and said something to Henry, because what Henry does is when I preach Sunday school or like here, he always, when I go back and he says, ah, you woke me up a little bit. <laughs> he says that every time, and I say something smart eloquently back to him, and then, uh, so I turned to Henry, and I said, listen, Henry, did you, did you sleep during that, talking about you, and, uh. Then I heard you talking again. I got so embarrassed because I thought I was being rude. And and I thought my friend, Glenn, I thought, man, Glenn's going to be mad. He's going to think I was rude. And so the first time today I saw him, man, I went up and apologized because his friendship is worth more to me than anything else. Amen. I know, you know, I, the way I am. I'm a cut up. I like to have fun. I like to tell jokes and stupid things, you know what I mean? That's my way, to be honest with you. That's my way to touch people and enjoy it. And, uh, but see, a church is a great treasure. Salvation is a great treasure, isn't it? But it's in a field that we have to work through. Amen. And if we apply this principle to everything, every relationship we have, we would have a lot better relationships, wouldn't we? Amen? Amen? Heavenly Father, I pray you'd be with us tonight. We thank you for the truth of your word. I pray you'd bless it to our lives and help us to focus on this treasure in the field. I pray you'd be an encouragement to us and help us to see the bigger picture in our relationships, instead of the problems and the heartaches or the uh, the hard times or the misunderstandings, we can look at the treasure. Be with us tonight in Jesus' name, Amen, brother. you go ahead and play for
1: us. The altar is open. We want to stand together. Stony is going to play. The altar is open. She's playing. Brother Margaret, I want to say personally, I appreciate that message, the spirit in which it was given. And uh, church, what we have here is a treasure. It's a treasure. And if I can just be extremely transparent and personal, we are in a unique situation as a church right now. And we can go about it two different ways. We can look at the negatives. We can wonder about what's going to happen the next week. We can certainly go about it that way. Or we can treasure what we have. This is just my belief, if I can be honest and transparent. This is my belief. The pastor's my dad. I know him well. I'm a lot like him in, in many ways. All for the best, dad, if you're listening. Right? I, I know this. When he gets his strength back and when he gets reset, I think God is going to do more through him than he's expecting God to do through him. And I will also say this, <laughs> through this situation, it's pushed me out of my comfort zone. If I can confess to you, because I'm stuck talking so I can't go all too if I can confess to you, I've been way too content for uh, a couple years now to do church, but know that the, there's things that the Lord has for me to do that I've not been doing. And this situation has pushed me out of my comfort zone. And it's been good for me. And so I'm trying to treasure it. And so I hope that that's our view tonight, church. What we have is worth treasuring. And I want you as a church to know I love you personally. I thank you for the way you love me and, and my family, and I thank you for the way you love my dad and my mom. You, you'll, you'll never know how much that means to me as their son. You'll never know. And so I just want you to know that when we put up on our church, son, we're a church with a heart. I believe that. More than anybody in this community believes that, and I believe that. And so, church, we got we got two, we got two really big weeks coming up, back to back really big weeks. Let's treasure what we have. Let's anticipate blessing. Let's anticipate blessing. Let's be in a spirit of prayer all week. Let's anticipate God doing great things. Let's pray together. We'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the treasure that we have in Friendships, the treasure that we have in this church, the treasures that we have in family. And Lord, most of all, we thank you for the treasure that we have in Jesus Christ, the treasure that we found in salvation. It's a greater treasure than anything we can find on earth. Lord, thank you for using your messenger tonight. Lord, I appreciate his message and the spirit in which his message was given. I pray that you'd be with our pastor tonight, keep him safe, I'd be with Brother Beeler, I know he's recovering, be with Brother Don, help him to feel better, continue to be with Stone and his family, and Lord, continue to be with us as a church as we progress through these, these days. We've got Thankful Sunday next week, we've got this big Sunday coming up as Stone's going to be here with us. Lord, I pray that you would just do awesome things the next two weeks, and we're going further in our church so I pray that you would just your Holy Spirit would do a work that Lord maybe we're not expecting but should expect I pray that you would help us encourage us strengthen us we love you it's in Jesus name we do pray amen you guys are dismissed we will see you Wednesday and Sunday have a good evening